Hi friends, it's part two of my conversation with Karen Cruz and in part two, she is seriously going so deeply into how we can heal our marriage, how we can work on our marriage. It's so good, you guys. If you enjoyed part one, you are going to love part two. So she really talks about how, you know, after first connecting with God, working on ourselves, then how can we work on having a fulfilling marriage? Get curious about our spouses. I love how she says, get a PhD in how your spouse was wounded and just get to understand them so you can have a more gentle response and an openness to them. I love, love, love what she shares here. And she shares a personal story about emotional intimacy with her spouse and just helps us realize that we can learn how to not take things so personally. Okay, so let's jump in. You're going to love this talk. I completely yeah. am on board with starting with God and and remembering that our spouses don't fulfill all of our needs. How could they? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, they're imperfect beings. So I like that you called attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's say somebody listening has done that hard work of going to God and spending time with him, maybe journaling or quietly praying, working through some of their own wounds. Maybe they've gone to a therapist, they've talked with you. So let's pretend one of your clients um, has worked with you and and they've done that hard work with God by themselves. So now what? Um, you know, how do they approach their husband or wife, if their husband's listening, um, how do you approach your spouse and really then take that next step to work on healing that marriage relationship? Because I think a lot of married couples get to a certain point where maybe the excitement's not there, the feelings aren't there, the emotions have been, you know, kind of pushed down with the responsibilities of life and being married and having kids. Um, And so maybe someone's feeling like, okay, God and I are doing well, but what about me and my spouse? I mean, where's that passion? Where's that love? Where's that, that good feeling? And of course, you know, this vocation is definitely meant to make us a better version of ourselves and holier. And um, hopefully we get each other to heaven, but I believe God wants us to have joy and, and have a fulfilling marriage. So kind of where do people go after that first step of, you know, their own internal work, like within their marriage, how should they begin to heal that marriage? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think one of the first things is just really being aware of your, you know, perspective going into this, like, you know, you've got your, you know, you, you, like, what I'm hearing you say is this person has, no, develop the intimacy with God. Like they're fine. They find their, you know, sort of peace, fulfillment, that kind of thing, ideally mostly understood in their relationship with God, but they're noticing their marriage isn't where they want it to be. And so I think there's this, I always have this, this call to like a curiosity about our lives. Like what's like, what's going on here? You know, like start looking at the dynamics between you and your spouse. And, you know, one of the people I like listening to in, in this area of, of marriage counseling is someone, someone in Florida, but she says, you know, we need to get a PhD in how your spouse was wounded. Like it just mm-hmm. like realizing that we're getting curious about the heart of our spouse. Like what is making them do the things that they do so that we can have a gentle 
at like a more gentle and like open response to so we're not taking things personally so much again i'm being clear mm-hmm. that i'm not saying this about someone who's being like emotionally verbally abusive like that like get count like real sometimes it gets bad just there's no other answer than like you just really need to say we need to get counseling but if you're trying to do something like on your own working with your spouse there's some openness there you know you I want to be because we know that um, our husband like biggest well typically with men this sense of like do I have what it takes like am I am I you know do you do you think I'm strong enough these these sort of vulnerabilities our men have that sometimes when we come to them when we're coming to them with like stuff we're struggling with or we're not happy with, it feels like we're saying you're not enough, like you're failing, you know, Mm -hmm. and that can really cause them to shut down and to like, you know, retreat. And so the more that not, but we still need to have those conversations. Right. But the more that we begin, I think preparing for the conversation by getting curious about like, what do you know about your spouse? Like, are they open to talking to you about some of this stuff? I really recommend a book um, called Hold Me Tight by Dr. Sue Johnson, which really talks about how um, attachment is a huge, like attachment patterns are is such a big part of the undercurrent of marriage. Like what's fueling the difficult conversations and these patterns of interacting. So you start to like, like get curious about it and say, and begin to look at what's happening, the patterns of interacting in your marriage understood in the light of your story that you've already worked out with the Lord and you've worked through forgiveness and the healing of your own wounds. And then you kind of look at it through the the eyes of your spouse. And I can just share with you my, from my own marriage, like, you know, this sense of, of just wanting deeper emotional intimacy and like just wanting my spouse to open up and share with me and, and just, you know, even the irony of that being that I'm a therapist and like, like just mm-hmm. tell me how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't under like what's going on inside of you. And, and we had this really breakthrough conversation a few years ago where, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like this beautiful, pretty, like, and we got together and like everything was just perfect. And no, literally it was funny because we were watching a video he had brought home on, um, what was it was some Christian video, Man in His Marriage or something it was a series, and it was a night we were watching like Man in His like Emotions or something, and we're like watching the speaker together, and I'm like all into it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's a guy presenting, I'm like, he understands me, this is exactly how I feel, like, and I was so happy that he had initiated bringing this home because we had talked about how we just want to grow. And I look over and he's asleep. Like I'm crying and he's <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> this is this is what I mean. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It started the conversation where I got to know for the first time. Like he it it allowed him to share with me a part of the story that he'd never shared before. You know, about growing up in a home where you know, parents were fighting and, and he would hear his mom, like, you know, in, in his interpretation, it's so huge to say, we remember how we remember things is more important than like, did it exactly happen like this? It's how our brain encodes it that matters. So his brain encoded what was going on in his family as his mom being dramatic and emotional and manipulative, manipulative with his dad, making him mad. And then his dad getting really, really angry and shutting down, sometimes punching holes in the walls and like just lots of fighting and anger and chaos. And like, he said, I just decided like emotions just cause problems and I just like didn't need them, you know? And it, mm-hmm. and it just sort of made me see that like this wasn't him being close to me. It's just that he's experienced like 
and decided and I, and I still, you know, and hit, gradually I'm praying for him to be, you know, over time more and more open to the healing of stuff. But I know that when now, like when he's struggling to open up emotionally, it doesn't hurt as bad because I know it's not that he's like doing it to hurt me. It's like he, it was a protective strategy for him. So in a certain sense, I can bless that because it's protected his heart growing up. It was a coping strategy, so to speak, to not to like protect his heart from feeling too much, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just the different interpretations, why he would get triggered when I would cry and he would want to shut down was like he interpreted you know, in growing up that his mom was using it to manipulate, but we were able to talk about it. So then he became aware, I became aware. And it's like, you know, it's not perfect. We're still growing, but there's this conversation that's had that allows you to say, okay, I understand why you do what you do. And it's, and it's not because you're being difficult. It's not because you're insensitive. It's not because you don't even want to like do this. It's because you don't know how <laughs> and you just, you haven't yeah. learned and you decided it wasn't safe. And so I can bless why you did that, but also gently call you to say, well, would you be open to learning? Like, would you be open and to being patient with that process? But the more that we can decriminalize these like patterns of interacting and, and begin to understand and, and have those conversations gradually with our a spouse who's hopefully open, um, it, it like calls them out to be like, okay, actually, I am not just supposed to like shut down my emotions. That's probably not the best response to have forever now. So, so gradually I will be open. And so it's, you, you can see how God brings you with somebody who is stretching you in a direction you wouldn't be stretched otherwise. Like if I was married, you know, if you're married to somebody who's just like you, you're not really growing. So mm-hmm. you see that that these like kind of opposing wounds sometimes, um, you know, and my wounds were like one where my parents weren't super curious about me. We didn't really have deep conversations. There wasn't like this interest in like, not, and I don't think it was anything intentional. It was, and I could go into their stories to understand why I don't take that personally now, but there's something that is really powerful about bringing all that into your marriage over time. So you can, how you interpret what's going on brings the intensity level of your emotions down a notch so that you can manage it. It doesn't mean it's perfect, but it means you're recognizing this is a process. Thank God, because, you know, this is this is good for both of us in different ways. So there's a little long explanation for you. Um, I love. Oh, I just love everything you said. Um, And I wrote down something you said that I think is worth repeating, which is I understand why you do what you do. And I think that that understanding it's part of that being known. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And I think yes. that gives mm-hmm. us that empathy for mm-hmm. our spouse. Um, but this takes time. This takes mm-hmm. effort. Like you said, patience. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are things that we can go to God and ask him and pray for help in this because mm-hmm. he doesn't want us to do this alone. It's, it's too hard to do on our own. Um, and we are imperfect, but he's perfect. God is perfect and he will perfectly guide us. Um, and I just think that that is so beautiful, the understanding of our spouse. And it just softens our heart when, like you were saying, in your marriage, you realize where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I really, really like that. So let's say someone listening says, oh, that's like, that's an aha moment for them right now. And they're saying, oh my goodness, I haven't been curious about my husband or wife, um, depending on if this is a, 
a guy or a woman listening, um, mostly moms listen, but um, shout out to you if you're a guy listening. Thank you for being <laughs> here. Um, so let's say someone says, I want to understand my spouse, um, but I haven't been curious in the past. Like I've put them on the defense for mm-hmm. sure. I've come at them with, why aren't you being available? Why aren't you mm-hmm. connecting with me? Why don't you want to talk? Like what's going on here? Do you even care about our marriage? Mm-hmm. And I think all of us have said those things at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's perfect, but we're working on it. So what's like a gentler approach, would you say, for someone to maybe try out this week with their spouse to kind of, um, you know, especially because moms are mostly listening. Let's say they're a mom who, you know, has 20 minutes in the evening before bed to chat with their husband a little bit, and they really want to know what's going on inside of him. They really want to be there and connect with him and understand his emotions, but Mm -hmm. they're not quite sure, like, how do I even draw that out? What do I say first? Mm -hmm. Um, So do you have some tips for that person listening? And maybe yeah. for me too. <laughs> I, know, I, totally, I think, I think vulnerable, like our own decision to be vulnerable first and like even make conf- like confessions of our own, like admit- admitting our own failures, like leading with that humility really softens the other person's heart. So like, I've learned that it doesn't, it never works to like start with like, so I want to talk about like. Um, how we can be more emotionally connected in our marriage because they just hear that as you aren't good enough here. Like you aren't doing this well, you're failing. But instead, if it's like, you know, this is, I mean, if you've just been processing your own story, you've been learning about your own story. um, It's so great to just share with him, like what you're realizing. So for example, I, just from my own time, I remember one of the lies I would tell myself that would really block my ability to sh- even begin emotional intimacy with my husband was this 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 thought that like he was just going to think I was really annoying and weird. And so I was telling myself like like it was making me fearful to open up to like start even start a conversation. And I was telling myself that story, like, he just thinks I'm really, like, especially when it came to, like, spiritual stuff or whatever, like, it didn't even make sense, because it really wasn't what my husband was like, but it was very much connected to my experience with my own father growing up, and it was, like, still there, like, in my brain, even though it wasn't actually interacting with my dad. And I had this moment of awareness that, like, I was, like, filled with fear to, like, talk to him. And I just said, I have to ask you a question, are you this sounds funny, but it's just like, are you, are you like thinking that I'm like really annoying or like really like Aww. just when I do this stuff, like I guess I'm thinking this and I, and, and you know, is that, and he's just like, looks at me and is like, no, <laughs> like of course yeah. not. You know, just sort of this, you know, because this is something I've become aware of and I'm realizing I'm complaining to you all the time about how I want to be like more close, like sharing stuff intimately or emotionally close, but I realize I've got like my guard up because I'm afraid that you're, and so what, what that does is it makes me come at things with like, and this is all subconscious. Why is this curiosity about our own story so huge? Cause it opens you up to see things you've never seen before. You know, I just think I'm going to somebody being like, well, this is a problem we need to talk about. But as I become aware of like, if I'm coming at this with this expectation that somebody is going to be resistant and that they're going to think I'm crazy and annoying and like making drama out of stuff, like that affects how I say it. So I just kind of started to tell him things I was learning and just apologizing for like different ways. Now, of course, be careful. You don't apologize for something you didn't actually do wrong, but just owning, hey, you know, I came at you lots of times and we talk about this stuff in a way that probably makes it sound like this or, 
makes it sound like I don't think you're doing a good enough job or I could have changed my tone or, but I'm learning these things and it's been really helping me understand how I interact with you. And, you know, I feel like there might be some parts of, of your life, your story that might help me understand you better too. And even saying, you know, if I do this, just so you know, this is why I do it. Like if I react this way, as you're beginning to understand why you do the things you do, you know, like mm-hmm. that's for me. Mm-hmm. And this is why. Um, and, and it's like you start sharing your story and that will naturally at least soften him to the idea of opening up about his own or even beginning to think about it a little bit, you know, um, maybe share a podcast with him. Maybe, you know, would you be open to listening to this and telling me your thoughts? That's been a big one for me because my husband's a thinker. He doesn't like, I'm an, mm-hmm. I think out loud and he thinks internally different. So if mm-hmm. I say to him, if I just ask him a question point blank, be like, so what do you think about this? Or let's talk about this. He's like, and I, and I interpret that or I used to as him being like closed, but I've learned now that like, he's an internal processor. He needs time to think and respond. Um, so it's like, listen to this podcast and then I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. And he's open that you know so um there isn't like this like do this magic thing and there'll be openness but I think the more that we approach them with humility and like confessing our own weaknesses and our own insights it's a different it's going to start with a different dynamic than like the impending like I want to talk tonight about our relationship Mm -hmm. you know Uh, which is like immediately they're like you know, um, yes. how is it going to be? You're doing so great. And I just want to tell you that I just love everything that's happening. You know, although we probably yeah. should have more conversations like that. And maybe that would be a great okay. way to start it. If there is something that is going well, make sure you tell. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely, um, in a recent episode, I had a guest, um, a male guest who talked about dating your spouse and, and it kind of spurred me on to realizing, wait, I used to compliment my husband all the time when we were dating. Oh my goodness. It was just, you're doing this great. You're doing this great. And it wasn't the nitpickiness that, you know, when you live with someone and you're with them all the time and raising kids together, there are things that maybe need to be worked on. Right. But coming at it from that positive, humble place, like um, just building yeah them up. You're doing this so well. And you know what? I've realized I haven't been doing this great. And, you know, I need your support on that. Or I love the idea of coming from a place of humility. And then also what you said about that line, would you be open to, I really like that because it's not, it doesn't put somebody on the defense. Mm -hmm. It's just like you're, you're placing your hand open, having them look at it and saying, would you like this? You know, would you, would you be open to listening to this podcast? Mm-hmm. Would you be open to talking about, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, right? It, yeah. it just some, somehow softens things. And I yeah. like the idea of thinking about also kind of getting to know yourself and your spouse, um, whether you are an internal or external processor and whether your spouse is an internal or external mm-hmm. processor because that has been a game changer in my marriage. Personally, I am a hundred percent external processor. I am an extreme extrovert. Like I was almost a hundred percent extrovert. It was crazy. I took this test and then my husband's the exact opposite. Um, he, he definitely is social, but he's totally an introvert and he completely needs time alone to think through things, which I don't understand really. I mean, I do Mm -hmm. journal, so I get Mm -hmm. that a little bit, but I work through my problems by Mm -hmm. talking them out and -hmm. solving them out loud with somebody. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a key piece. Um, 
anybody listening who wants to maybe get curious about how do you process things versus how does your husband process things? I think that's kind of a a simple thing to get curious about because it's usually pretty obvious. So inspiring, right? Okay, part three is ready. If you need some extra hope, encouragement, and a prayer, I know we all need that. Enjoy. Bye for now.